This is Fufara, where the little things are a big deal. Coming at you from our rooms, I mean studios, in Seattle and Dallas. We're your hosts and lifestyle gurus, Maddie and Tara. Hi, everyone. Hi is actually the Danish word for hello. I can spell it. Is it H? Um, that is a very good question. H E J. H E J. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reporting live to you from my closet since it's the quietest room in the house, and we have more guests over than we usually do. It's become your studio. It has. I'm trying to get professional level speakers and a sound booth (laughs) and Mm -hmm. a bulletproof glass. So I can see people seeing me broadcast. The point is, we'd like to say hi. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a good segue into our word portion that we did not finish last week, but are going to finish in this episode. By the end of this episode, you will have a brand new set of vocabulary. So You have all the words, Terry. You you found them all. (laughs) You, You vetted them all. So I'm ready. Okay. So, our segment for now is words that are harmless but sound naughty or obscene. And I have, I have a list, and <laughs> I, want, I want Maddie to guess what they mean without looking them up. Okay, I'm going to assume that they aren't what they sound like in terms of if they sound obscene, that they aren't obscene. So, I'm going to have to guess something that's more normal. That'll be a challenge. I'm ready. All right. So, the first word is rumpus. Rumpus is easy. Isn't that just, like, really loud? Like, oh, you're creating a rumpus. You are, in fact, 100% correct. (gasps) Oh, yay. One for one. (laughs) And I... I really commend you on that. That's a very, that was a very good guess. That wasn't my first guess. I thought it was, I thought it was the human posterior. But yeah, rumpus does mean a commotion. Just See, like they mean what you don't think they mean. That's, that's, that's the catch. Okay, the yeah. next one is tight end. Isn't tight end also a like football thing? It is a football thing, but I just thought it, it sounds painful. It kind yeah. of sounds like an ancient torture device or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it is it not the football thing? It is the football thing. Oh, my God. I'm two for two, Tara. Are you sure you're not looking at a cheat sheet? I'm not looking at a cheat sheet. <laughs> I promise. Okay. I'm not prepared for this. I, I believe you. <laughs> you believe me because I'm not prepared for anything. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't be different. The next word is is fanny blower. Fanny blower. I've never heard of this. Is this like an expression? Fanny blower. This is. Don't tell me what it means. This is a very antiquated, obsolete word that people used to use in the 19th century to describe an item or an object. I I can. I'll let you guess what you think that object was. Because uh, originally I was thinking, like, with that expression, like, oh, you're just blowing smoke. I thought it was, like, an expression. I thought it was, like, oh, you're just, you know what I mean? You're just telling me lies. Um, That's a good guess. 
but now you say it object i was <laughs> gonna say like a leaf blower but you said like 19th century right yes okay they didn't have leaf blowers a fanny blower is actually what fans were called in the 19th century so very basic oh, they had with- fans <laughs> i think so like yeah. what like handheld <laughs> i i don't i can't imagine what they looked like back then but i can only say that i'm grateful that they've improved since definitely then. especially because we go to school in virginia in a swamp. yeah <laughs> the swamp you're right yeah the next word is <laughs> i can't say these without laughing slag s-l-a-g slag okay is this like a noun can you tell me if it's like a noun or an adjective okay it's it's a noun okay this is hard. There's so many nouns. There's so many <laughs> objects in the world. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many objects. Slag. Mm. I'm gonna say like a plate. Like a you're slag. filling up your pl- fill up your slag. Slag. Fill it up. <laughs> we should get that on a t-shirt. Your- yeah, we need to get that on a t-shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're working on the merch for this show, but right now. Oh, I have an unpaid internship, so I don't think that's going to come anytime soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're working hard. So it's, slag is actually a very scientific term, and oh. it means stony waste matter separated from metals during the smelting. You thought I was going to get or, that? This is the most specific I had, I've ever heard. I, I had, know what this means like in regular English. I had very high expectations for you, Maddie. You were doing so <laughs> yeah, you well. you need to lower them. <laughs> you were on a winning streak. I was doing really good there, yeah. But it's... The matter separated from metals during the smelting or refining of ore. So very, very specific. Yeah. I feel wrong. I can't believe. No way I was going to get that. It seems instinctive and. I know. (laughs) I know. Self-explanatory. I'm embarrassed, really. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. You can redeem yourself when you come to this next word, which is dongle. Okay. I just picture, I'm going to say like a doorbell. Like, oh, make sure you press the dongle before you come in. I can imagine people in England saying that because they have very different names for conventional items in the U.S. I think they call umbrellas in the U.K. bumber shoots. Bumber shoots? That's super weird. They call trucks lorries. Lorries, yes. Don't know where they got that from. They call bathrooms the loo, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that like blue? Isn't that a French thing, or is that? It okay. sounds it sounds French. Wow. Pardon my French, but dongle is a small device able to be connected to and used with a computer, especially to allow access to wireless broadband or oh. use of a protective software. See, I was picturing like I was still my mind was still in the nineteenth century, you know. Yeah. I guess yeah. they wouldn't have doorbells either. <laughs> yeah, they could, though. They could have, like, little doorbells that you, like, ring, like, actual bells. <laughs> okay. Uh, that also, because ding-dong, I can see how right. yeah, the mind yeah. drives the doorbell. Okay, the last one is boondoggle. B-O-O-N-D-O-G-G-L-E. Boondoggle. All one word. One word. Okay, can you tell me if it's a noun? Boondoggle is... Wait, actually, I have to look it up really quickly, <laughs> but I promise you it's not obscene. Okay, boondoggle is a noun. It's a noun. Okay, I'm picturing, like, 
like a life raft. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, make sure you go throw that. I need that boondoggle right now. She she needs it right now. The lifeguards better get the boondoggles and hurry to their post. That's when I'm. That's what I'm getting. Those are the vibes. I I'd say you're thirteen percent correct, which is better okay. than nothing. But that is better than nothing. This is a very how can be thirteen percent correct? <laughs> I, it's just it seems yeah. obvious to me, and I'm sure it seems obvious right. to everyone else that it it. I'm Here sure it's 13%. <laughs> anyway, it is the work or activity that is wasteful or pointless, but gives the appearance of having value, which I think is very relevant to a lot of the things I do nowadays. Yes, that describes my routine. Mm-hmm. At first, wow. I thought boondoggle was basically what you thought. It was one of those yeah. thingamajigs that people use every day but don't really know what they're called or have a name for thingamajig or thingamabob Mm, mm -hmm, yeah i see you're saying yeah but boondoggle that's very very handy to use especially today yes definitely (laughs) definitely today i 13 percent is pretty generous i think 13 (laughs) percent Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I once got a 10 on a calculus test, and I thought the teacher was uh, missing a zero. I thought she forgot to put an extra zero <laughs> at the end of the 10, but oh. turns out I actually got a 10. So I'd take 13 over 10 any day. Definitely. I feel that, though. On my calculus final, I got an E with the curve multiple choice. What is Not e? my finest moment. That Wait, was the wor- worst grade you could get at my high school. Did you have letter grades? Yeah, we had letter grades. You guys just oh. did, like, what, percent? Yeah, usually I thought the grading scale for letters was A, B, C, D, and then you skip the E, and then you go straight to F. Not at our high- Nobody could get Fs. E's was the lowest for some reason at my high school. Wow, that's... I'm not to brag or anything, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of E's in my day, Maddie, now that I know what they mean. E for excellent, though. It's in a different context, I'm sure. Yeah, E for exceptional. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. So, to piggy- uh, piggyback off of Boondoggle, I want to show you something <laughs> that the best is... best sense ever. <laughs> that is pointless, but I love spending my time on it. It's it's this a, is a time- place to do it. Yes, this is the time to do it. It's mm-hmm. a huge time void because it sucks up all my time and energy, but and it has no effect on anything, but I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I've been struck by the lightning bolt of creativity. And in the last week, I woke up in a sweat, spent hours at my desk, carefully, meticulously crafting a 12-paged screenplay for a movie I would like to see made. Okay, so first of all, was this done all in one night, or was it, a, was it completed over a series of days? When you have a stroke of genius, Maddie. Right, you don't you- stop. You don't stop. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) And I did not stop. I relentlessly pursued this endeavor until I was done and it met my standards. And I will forward it to you right after we record this. But I do want you to take it with a grain of salt because I didn't have time to spell check it. 
And during those bursts of creativity, you kind of lose yourself in that process. So Mm -hmm. you don't really become aware of what you write until that whole period is over. And then... pages is a lot, though. So how long did it take you to write, like, in terms of hours? Time was... Time goes by very... At a very odd pace when you have strokes of genius. And I think what felt like an hour to me, I was probably there for five hours. So I love it. I am ready. And just to put it out there, I am patenting, patenting, patenting this idea. Okay, so yeah. just let it be known that I have the creative rights <laughs> in case anybody wants That's to good. take my idea. We can We can work together, but I just have to be... I have to be named as a creator. That's good. I'm glad you you (laughs) said that. So I think I've built the suspense up enough because I've Mm -hmm. just been rambling. But Mm -hmm. my movie, to cut to the quick, is about the next Marvel superhero. We've heard of Iron Man. We've seen Captain America. I think it's time for someone new, someone innovative, revolutionary, just a trailblazer and... I think I have the perfect character to rise to the occasion. And who would that be, Tara? Well, thank you so much for asking, Maddie. That character is the Cobra. Oh, the Cobra. Tell me more. I will tell you more. Okay. So, I don't want to give too much away because Mm -hmm. I want... This is... I think just 19 years in the making. I this my whole existence this is, is your life's work is tied essentially yeah. to this one project. So I want to make sure that I don't completely give it away and I build up enough hype. This movie is life changing and it is moving and it's about a girl in the streets of India who works for a very, very scary mob boss but then she overtakes him to become the queen cobra and she has she's bitten by a radioactive snake okay and some some people tell me that it's exactly what is the origin story of spider-man and to Mm -hmm. them i say you don't know the cobra like i do Okay, so just bear with me. It has so many twists and turns and surprises. It's like the sixth sense Mm -hmm. uh, of superhero movies. And I really want you to take a read. And I want. I will. Well, here's here's a here's a proposition, Tara. Yes. Now that you've alluded to this, it just feels wrong to just have it sit there. You know. So I feel like maybe maybe in a future episode, if you're up for it, and we don't have to, but if you're up for it, um, we could get some other guests, and each of us could have a role, and we could we could act it out if you'd like, see your vision come to life. I am just incredibly honored, Maddie, and just so grateful by your for your proposal. I would love that. You can have a cameo in the movie if you'd like. Oh, we'll thank you. We'll we'll see. Um, you know, I have a long list. Of I would answers. love to play the snake. <laughs> that, the snake that bites. <laughs> the radioactive snake. Yes. That bites a superhero. Uh huh. Um, I I still am trying to find the right people 
to yeah. play the characters, you know. It's, it's a process. It's soul-searching work, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see. Yeah. For all we know, maybe Anthony Hopkins could play the superhero. I mean, what else, what else is he doing right now? You know what I mean? Everybody's in quarantine or yeah. social distancing or just being sad. So it's He has no of... excuse. He has no, <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> yeah. But I'm if like... you know anyone, I, I, I would love your recommendation for anyone who could fit into the movie in some way. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you've gotten them hyped for that. I love that. That was like a trailer. Like I saw it and I'm ready, but I don't want, and you can give away more if you want, but if you, if we, if we want to give this its full episode, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Good. Okay. I think I want you to read the screenplay first and then okay. we can, I can allude to, to it in the next episode, just okay. as a series to make people keep listening to our podcast. That's right. So you got a little taste. A little taste. Tara's project. I love it. I love it. We always got to keep them on our toes here. Exactly. Keep them coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> little something something. That's right. What is this mispronounced words? Can I ask about that? Of course. I'm kind of intrigued. So I was on, as if you couldn't tell before, I was on a very, very big word streak. And the more I kept thinking about the different ideas we could talk about on our episode, the more I began to find different things. The second branch is uh, called Mispronounced Words, and it's basically, it's basically, it's one of those things that really jolts you awake, and it's one of those things, <laughs> one of those things is like an OMG moment. So, mm. let's see. I don't want to give it away, but are you familiar with this first word, H-E-A-R-T-H? Yes. Do you want me to say it like how I would say it? Yes. Hearth. Okay. Let me rock your world. Okay. (laughs) Last semester, I had to take an architecture class, and I read, I'm not kidding you, a 40-page paper about that word, about hearths in the home uh-huh. and how it acted as a hub for family life while also giving warmth because it's right next to the fireplace or it is the fireplace. So I've seen that word 700 times at least. I've, <laughs> I, when I close my eyes, I can still see it. And mm-hmm. I realized that it's not pronounced hearth even though it's so counterintuitive because it's literally spelled with earth and an H. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced hearth. I have heard people pronounce it like that, but I don't believe that because it's not how it's spelled. Okay? So I think everybody else is wrong. I mean, I was equally outraged. You know, this is, mm-hmm. it's just, it seems like one of those things that is just meant to irritate. Well, who's to you? say, who's to say what's the right and wrong way to pronounce a word? Who's the, who's the boss of this? You're right. You know? Everybody, Who's the CEO of words? <laughs> Who's the CEO of words? I don't know, Maddie. Yeah. I guess it's shared by all of us. I, I, <laughs> I love your defiance. I'm going to join you in solidarity Thank you. for pronouncing hearth uh, or hearth as it is originally spelled. And yeah, say hearth. how it's spelled. Yeah. yeah hearth. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. You know those really fancy coffee machines? 
you see in different coffee shops. I always thought they were espresso machines because that's just that's just what I grew up believing. But yeah. they're espresso, not X. Ex- I'm googling this. S. Oh my gosh, espresso. It does seem that way. Is it just my imagination? Do people say espresso? No, I think it is espresso, but I think people say espresso all the time. Okay. This woman made a whole YouTube video about if it's espresso or expresso, so we clearly are not alone in this. Yeah. Do you want to play a little bit of it? Let's see. Let me, I just went Or back. it might be a long video, so. It's, here, let me just see what she says. She's called Grammar Girl. Girl. She has 15.4 thousand subscribers. Wow. For grammar. For just teaching grammar. Where was that when I was failing high school English? (laughs) I don't know. But anyways, it's it's just a YouTube video. You can YouTube it. I don't think YouTube it. (laughs) Can you believe me? Like, literally, if you were listening, you'd think I was, like, 80. Just just tube it. Just tube it. (laughs) Just get on the web, the webernet, and just, like... Go to google.com, <laughs> put in the youtube.com. No, um, but she, I guess, just says how to pronounce it. Okay, and she says, cafe espresso means coffee pressed. So, espress, press. Oh. I know. That's a whoa moment. Whoa. Oh, an <laughs> aha moment. That's an aha awesome. moment. A food okay. for a moment, yep. A food for a moment, yes. <laughs> That's right. The next one, mischievous, uh, mischievous, verse, I can't even say it, mischievous. I, for the longest time, said mischievous, but my grandpa very swiftly and enthusiastically corrected me and said it was <laughs> mischievous. Mischievous, mischievous. Are they both not right? I'm pretty sure mischievous is is right. I guess I've used both before because I feel like he's very mischievous. He's very mischievous. I like mischievous better. It just rolls off the tongue better, yeah. It does. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like that just depends on, like, all these probably do. Your upbringing, right, and who around you is saying what. What's this last one? Because this oh. one is, this last one, I have issue with. You do? Okay. I, I'm, well, I, I, I'm i going to take the, I'll let you, I'll let you finish. Okay. I'm I, passionate. I, re- I really am interested in hearing what you think. Okay. Okay. So, is it Arctic, like Antarctica, or is it Arctic, like Antarctica? It's Arctic, with an A-R-C-T-I-C. Um, for me, I've always said Arctic. Tara. Maddie. <laughs> that is incredible. No, it's not Arctic. Are you kidding me? You say Arctic. Well, no, not really. No, no, There's no. a slight C, but I might as well just be saying Arctic. Uh, Arctic. But think about like how it sounds. Arctic. 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 That sounds so like icy. Yes, but Cold. what about Arch. Antarctica? Antarctica sounds so much better than Antarctica. Antarctica. 
and Arctic. We're in a conundrum. Well, by itself, Arctic sounds better, but I understand Antarctica. That needs to be with the Arctic part. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's interchangeable. But not when you're saying Arctic. Arctic is not by itself, Tara. I'm going to have to call you on that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Who taught you that? Texas is a long way from Antarctica. Okay. So I wasn't schooled on how to say it correctly because we just. Tragic. It never just came into conversation. That's true. Yeah. You don't really use this word much. Yeah. But I guess, I guess in the spirit of wanting a better education, <laughs> I'll say, I'll agree with you. It's Arctic. But Antarctica. I'm not sure if I'm ready. It's a compromise. We're, we're compromising on this. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Compromise. Do we want to fin- finish with our cool word, slang word? Yes. Okay. I chose these today, so I'm very proud. The first word, not the slang word, but the very cool word, regardless, is shambolic. Tara, what does shambolic mean? Okay. It's an adjective. I'm thinking of shamu. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. of symbolic. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking shambolic is a way of saying that whales are are symbolic of something greater, you know? So it's so like just, something greater, something big. Something grand, yes. I think okay. it, if something's shambolic, it means that it's huge. It's, uh-huh. it's yeah, it's just huge. Um... I appreciate that response. That's Uh definitely a better response than I would have said. But it means very disorganized, messy, or confused. So the example here is, I've had a shambolic year, very messy year, the worst ever. Whoa. Shambolic. There you go. More you know. That describes how I am feeling right now after (laughs) just missing the mark completely on that word. The next one, the slain word, and it's not really used anymore, but I just think we should bring it back because I think it's pretty cool, but it's from like more like the 80s, maybe 90s. Busted. No busted? I've watched Phineas and Ferb. I know. <laughs> Do they say it? Did all they say about busted? busted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but this is like in the slain context. It's not like you're busted. Like, oh, I found, I found you out. Okay. That, so in that case, I know nothing about the word. <laughs> Okay. Um, sometimes people say, oh, you're busting my balls or, um, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that's not you. That's not correct. But no, not in this context. Busted. busted. Sounds active. It sounds like an activity. Busted. I think what about if you really don't like someone, you take their portrait or picture and you just slam it so it breaks in two. That's what I think about busted. You're not too far off. Really? Um, it's like ugly. Or kind of like broken, but in a sense of like, oh, wow, they're busted. Like, oh, wow, they're ugly. Wait, it means ugly? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? We oh need to bring gosh. it back. I think it's kind of funny. Oh, busted. Whoa. Oh, I was looking busted today, you know? <laughs> you never look busted, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fun to say. Busted. Busted. 
Oh, look at her over there, looking looking so busted. <laughs> uh, wait, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back, yeah. Yes. Definitely. So, to end the show on a very, I wouldn't say busted, but whatever the opposite of busted is. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I think it has been a great episode, and I just wish you all well. I hope all of you are staying safe. And I can't wait to share a little bit more about my screenplay with you. Yeah, look forward to that. We should we should do something with that. Bring it to life. So get hyped. <laughs> Let us know what um, famous actors you want us to get. Because, you know, Nick Cage, Johnny Depp, just let us know. We got yes. it. <laughs> or if you want to audition yourself, I mean, right. we're, we're open to that too. Casting calls. We got to translate it into Dutch too at this point. Exactly. <laughs> and I researched what, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounced this, but apparently according to Google Translate, the the Danish word for bi is favel. Favel. Favel, everybody. Favel. We need a Danish word of the day, too. Farewell. Hiya. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Fooferall. Our listeners' input is so essential to our show, kind of like dairy. Unless, of course, you are vegan or lactose intolerant. Um, on second thought, that was a bad example. Anywho... Please email us your ideas, your thoughts, your fufara to fufara.theworld at gmail.com. By the way, for copyright purposes, the name of the catchy tune we use in our intro is called Mouthful of Diamonds by Fantagram. 